following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast, episode number 163, Intruder 2 Hype! Snuck up on us all, didn't it? Check out the Toonami panel at DragonCon for more information? Maybe? Please? The Toonami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast for August 23rd, 2015. I am your esteemed host, Jim Nelson, the hostest with the mostest, as it were. And with me tonight are my co-hosts... The founder of ToonamiFaithful.com, Paul Pascrillo. And... Ed Samurai, Darrell Maddox. Yep, and uh, unfortunately, Jen could not be with us tonight as she is sick, so... Oh, boy. Oh, well. Stuff happens to people like that. Well, uh, no use uh, beating around the bush about it. Time to get into the Akame Ga Kill episode recap. And it starts right now. Akamega Kill, Episode 3, Kill Your Cares. While dispatching an enemy force trying to invade their base, Tatsumi learns of Bulat's Imperial Arm in Curcio. Later, he goes, up to, goes to wake up Mine, which leads to an embarrassing situation after he walks in on her changing. The two then go around shopping in the capital, and Tatsumi is angered to learn that was supposed to be his training. Heavy lifting, no doubt. Shortly afterward, the two witness public executions, and Tatsumi learns of Mine's determination to survive. Later, Night Raid is sent on a mission to assassinate one of the Prime Minister's relatives and his guards. Mine snipes the main target dead despite him being surrounded by innocent people, to Tatsumi's surprise, while the rest of the group kill most of the guards. After Mine tells Tatsumi of her past and her motivations for joining Night Raid, they are ambushed by the remaining guard. Tatsumi manages to hold the guards in place and Mine orders Mine to shoot him, despite him being in the line of fire. She takes the shot after Tatsumi declares his belief in Mine's sniping abilities, killing the guard and barely missing Tatsumi, but singeing his hair Looney Tunes style. <laughs> she prepares to acknowledge him, but, it takes it, but takes it back after he yells at her for grazing his head. Meanwhile, an unknown figure stares at a wanted poster of Akame before declaring the capital was perfect for supplying people to kill. So the plot thickens, and uh, yeah, we, are also, we also get a little bit about uh, Mine, the typical... Sundere sniper lady girl thing. Dude, there's nothing like busting in on a chick while she's half naked in her bra and panties holding her rifle, dude. You sound like you've been there before. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have. And you know what? It was probably on purpose. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tatsumi. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I, I accidentally stumbled in here. Tatsumi, no. Hell? Tatsumi, no. Darrell, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, another uh, fun episode. But, uh, yeah, this is becoming a theme where uh, they have this uh, kind of uh, mood whiplash in Akamega Kill in that, you know, it's like, ah, happy-go-hacky, happy-go-lucky, happy-go-lucky, random public crucifixion, you know? That's what makes it work so good because there's blood and gore. And, I mean, it takes a moment. It's a moment of seriousness, and then the next minute you have... 
you just have some coming. You ha- you have some coming to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Like he acknowledged his skills as a sniper, but then all of a sudden, you know, you don't f- with nobody's hair, man. You know that. <laughs> I, I mean, don't. Have, I don't have hair to f- with. Well, you got a landing zone. To talk <laughs> Look here, Jim. We can use True. a ball spot in your head as a landing zone. Dude. <laughs> Airborne, <laughs> or just use it as kind of like, uh, um, you have somebody, you have me out there shine uh, off of my head and use that to distract the um, distract another sniper while I draw the other guy out. Hey, that's how you do it, right there, but. I mean, this episode was pretty good. You know, you got um gay space gay space dandy with his um big ass <laughs> pump, or, but except he's more ripped, man. And then you know, you his um his armor and Curcio. I'm like, damn, is that a Harry Potter thing? In Curcio, <laughs> in Curcio, Expector oh. Patronum, Expector and <laughs> Expector and what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man, but. <laughs> you know, it's just something about a coming got killed that's just it's just downright bloody gore goodness. I mean, I guess you could say it's like a low tech black lagoon in a way. Sort of kinda. Um I don't know, it, it feels like it's wildly anachronistic though, with that laser gun that mine had, and <laughs> I'm sitting there like, huh? <laughs> This is a world of swords and swords and uh, not quite sorcery, but definitely a lot of swords. And then we get a frickin we get frickin laser beams out of nowhere. I'm like, huh? Are you it's and the I don't get it. (laughs) You know what? You know what? She shoots people in the face and she does it with perfect accuracy. Okay, maybe not perfect accuracy, but just like Darrell shoots people in the face, right, Darrell? No, I'd rather just stab you. (laughs) <laughs> Unlike gun, knife never run out of bullets. <laughs> Guns are too quick. You can never savor all the little emotions. And you see, in their last moments, people show you who they really are. So in a way, I knew your friends better than you ever did. I would say this, like, a uh, well-trained rifleman who is sick and sadistic can make it last for a little while. Trust me, I got a couple of sniper friends that are good at that stuff. Mm-hmm. Take a kneecap out, hit the shoulder. Damn. We don't, yeah. Jesus Christ, you're scaring me, Darrell. <laughs> uh, I guess you could say my adopted father, man, um, Colonel McGully, he is, like, like the best. This man is, like, really, really good. Mm. Uh, he shot 40 out of 40 in the rain. At Damn! Night. <laughs> At night in the rain. That is yeah. called that is called god tier shooting, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I will never. I'm kind of on that level. At the fact that I got 39, and he was like, "Try again next year, shithead." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's let's go. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty funny. Um, also, uh, there was uh, one thing I did notice in this episode is that there was this. Um, quote-unquote curse regarding Akame's blade where uh, kanji characters crawled all over a guy and uh, killed him after uh, Akame, I guess, either like either uh, slashed him or didn't quite get a killing blow on it or something like that. So uh, the plot thickens regarding uh, Akame's uh, sword. Yeah, she used a um, curse on um, seal on him like Orochimaru did. Yeah. <laughs> if it makes it, I figured uh, kanji characters crawling all over me, it's like... Uh, uh, tattoo regret. Uh. 
Don't worry about it. We're going to get that lily white skin tatted up, boy. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I got plans to get plenty of ink. My parents won't like it, but you know what? As long as they don't see it, they won't care. (laughs) My mom encouraged me to get ink (laughs) because she has ink herself. Oh, nice. (laughs) So, um, yeah, all in all, another fun episode of Akamega Kill. Um, A lot of the same of the first three episodes, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, it's a good junk food show so far. I like yeah. it. I think it's a lot of fun to watch. I just like the fact that I get to see blood. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we haven't seen this much blood since freaking Helsing Ultimate. <laughs> and, and let's let's not leave out the fact that we interviewed uh, Christina. Yes, Christina Marie Kelly, the voice of mine. And she is... Uh, I actually found her to be an interesting mix of uh, Laura Bailey when she was in Soul Eater and Melissa Fawn, who is Ed in Cowboy Bebop. So, and she's the, one of the biggest Toonami fans I've voice actor, like, Voice actor yeah. of Toonami fans. <laughs> she is a huge Toonami fan, and it seems like Toonami was a huge influence on her. And mm. if you want to hear that interview, well, you're going to have to go listen to it. Exactly. And we'll have that up soon, don't worry. Um, yes. But I'll, I guess what helps with that is that um, Christina is is about our age. She's actually closer to my sister's age, so... Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah, you're getting I think I find it kind of exciting that people our age who remember the original Tsunami are all of a sudden becoming voice actors. And who knows how much of a uh, of an impact Tsunami had on the on these voice actors. You know, maybe they had maybe Tsunami inspired them to go do that. Maybe they saw the dreams promo one too many times like Jose did. You know, (laughs) 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 so. So wait, I, I find wait. that incredibly exciting, if you ask me. I hope Jose's not going to run in right now. <laughs> nah, he'll probably not Jose. No, nah, he's uh, no, nah, that would be uh, that'd be kind of awesome if Jose did run in. It's like, I'm taking back my show. I thought you worked at CNN. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Just I, for this one episode. Now I'm going back. <laughs> like, shut up, Darrell. No cussing. <laughs> And, and then me and Darrell start the F, F word game. <laughs> you wow. know what that game is? Feels, 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 feels. <laughs> oh, boy. So. Uh, so that brings us to the Toonami Talkbacks for Akame Ga Kill. At Gamer for Life 123 says, Thus Edward Ellerick became a hollow. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Bleach reference more so than the FMA reference, but. Good job. Blending of references is kind of like blending scotch whiskey. Can be good, but doesn't always work. Exactly. (laughs) At Sound of Azure says, as a serious narrative-driven show, this is slipping. But as a junk food show, it is very entertaining. Damn right it is, and I'm going to shove more down your throat. (laughs) Sometimes, you know what? Sometimes you can't live on, you know, a good clean diet all the time. Sometimes you just need a big sloppy bacon cheeseburger. Right along with a side of damn whiskey. A side and a of, crane. Or Guinness. <laughs> and or a Guinness. crane. Not for that. Unless no. you're gonna <laughs> unless you're gonna break the world record and make a giant double double bacon cheeseburger and uh, shove it in Wendy's face, it's like, ha! Here's the real baconator suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, please. <laughs> At Khaki Blue Socks, Akamega Kill. I don't know. The student mood, the student driver mood shifts are giving me anime whiplash. I saw the movie Whiplash, and I will do more to you. I've had Whiplash. It's not fun. No, it's not. 
That's what happens when you take a back bump the wrong way. At Lord of the Suplex says, So Bulat prefers to be called bro and controls a mech suit. When does he pierce the heavens? <laughs> that reference didn't work. You should have made a dandy reference. Lord of the Suplex, you have redeemed yourself over the last couple weeks of comments. I will take that. <laughs> I will. As uh, Mills Lane once said, I will allow it. Celebrity Deathmatch, don't you people remember? Yes, I, I remember. remember. Death, death Dude, they're bringing it back. Didn't you know that? Actually, I had forgotten. And uh, yes, they are bringing it back. I can't wait, but it's not going to be the I same. Yes. It's not going to be the same because uh, for those of you who don't know, as a quick aside, uh, Mills Lane can't be the referee because he had a stroke a number of years ago, which left him unable to speak. Damn. Yeah, so. They should get Sandwich. they should get uh, one of the old WWE referees and have them do it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would, would be, be pretty, awesome. That'd be pretty funny, actually. I'm trying to think of what the guy's name is. He went to TNA for a while. Uh, um, Charles Robinson. He was, um, he was the main referee. I uh, Earl so, Hebner. Uh, Earl Hebner. Yes. Earl Hebner, yes. Yeah. That yeah. would be so fucking awesome. Man, I've I've gotten too deep down the wrestling rabbit hole. Now I know the names of referees and everything. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers ain't allowed to watch no more for WWE before. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> at Mr. Tibbs says, I can make a kill has a badass sniper in it too. Well, at least she isn't wearing a bikini or falling for Captain Savaho. <laughs> that is a good point. Uh, Tatsumi, that, that ain't happened. Tatsumi's just good guy swordsman. That's what he is. He's good guy swordsman. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Um... Maybe we'll see a bit of a character twist with uh, Tatsumi. I kind of hope so. You know, I like that the motherfucker turns it off, though, and turns it on, dude. Yeah. One second he is Mr. Nice Guy, and then he goes into kill mode, and he doesn't give a fuck. Oh, no. he's uh, He don't take no mess when Tatsumi hits the... Uh, when Tatsumi goes into uh, rage mode. Well, maybe not rage mode, but he does flip the switch. He is capable of doing so. Just shut down emotions and kill a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I wish a motherfucker would! <laughs> <laughs> Darrell, you're killing me here. <laughs> I should have a bleep counter going. But then again, this isn't a video podcast. If it was a video podcast, I would have a bleep counter going in the bottom right-hand corner. I can't do that. Speaking of killing, here comes Arthur. Oh, uh, yes. At Arthur Mesa. Hey, this is actually a pretty good one. Tatsumi knows how Yosemite Sam feels get- when he gets his hair shot at. Get <laughs> <laughs> darn varmint. I'm Yosemite Sam. The riffiest raft that ever riffed a raft. <laughs> oh, I'm loving this so much right now. Uh, yes, so uh, with the Akamega Kill episode recap done, we now move on to the news, and it begins right now. Ratings for August 15th, 2015. First, the 18 to 49 numbers. At midnight, Dragon Ball Z Kai got 948,000 viewers. Akamega Kill, 826,000. Michiko and Hachin, 732,000. Sword Art Online 2, 692,000. Naruto Shippuden, 612,000. One Piece, Rage, 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 534,000. And Attack on Titan, 483,000. Again, all of those are your 18 to 49 numbers. As for total ratings, Dragon Ball Z Kai, another great week with 1,704,000. 
Akamega Kill, 1,442,000. Michiko and Hachin, 1,298,000. Sword Art Online, great retention at 1,240,000. Then people went to bed. Naruto Shippuden, 992,000. One Piece, 837,000. Rage, 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 rage. And Attack on Titan, 849,000. Those are your ratings for August 15th. 2015 and i i kind of have to correct you here mm-hmm. uh jim because it says here rating notes it's mm-hmm. the first four shows are above 1.2 million right i forgot to add that little detail but that's uh really 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 good because it is um, yeah um a lot of people there you had the usual uh uh, shall we say, wolf criers and ta- and ambulance chasers going, oh my god, it didn't get two million, we're all gonna die! Shut up, shut up, just shut up. These ratings are fantastic. Yes, they are. Well, 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 what uh, do we have here? Uh, uh, hi, Sketch! I-, I didn't think you were coming back until next week. Um, uh, yeah. Well, you know, Jim, I thought about... Staying gone for another week, and yeah, it's not like burnt the place down, but well, I don't know, man. Uh, also, I thought it'd be a really great time to give you your annual performance review. So, allow me to grab the pad and paper. Ah, uh, yeah, that's some nice paper right there. <laughs> I have a pad and paper because it's rude to type during a podcast. <laughs> Writing on a pad and paper, though, that, that that's all right. It makes it you hear scary. that. It makes it. You scarier. hear that? You hear that? Signing away your soul. It makes it scarier. <laughs> so, scarier. um, yeah, a, a sketch. Uh, hi, since you're back, um, you you want to host the show? You want to host the rest of the show? There's no need. Oh, for no, 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 Jim. I want to see <laughs> how you do. You didn't listen to the previous shows, did you? Did oh, you? I did. Okay. I listened to the shows. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, well, there was there on too, buddy. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so four of seven shows cleared 1.2 million viewers. Uh, that is still 57% of the block, if my math is right. And, um, yeah, that's... Wow. <laughs> Never d- did I think that we'd have retention like this the whole way through. Well, not the whole way through, but you know what I mean. Naruto Shippuden almost getting a million. And, uh, you know what? No, I'm not, I'm not going to say any more about One Piece. You guys want me to rage? I will not. I will not succumb to the peer pressure, ladies and gentlemen. Succumb to the rage. Succumb to I did have a thought about that, Jim. Yes. <laughs> now... We do always read the 18 to 49 ratings, and you know, as much as I try, I just can't get people to pay attention to those darn things. <laughs> but if you look at the retention between the shows and the 18 to 49 ratings, hardly anything is lost throughout the night, which is fantastic because those are the ratings that really, really matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can look up at these other ratings and you see several shows above a million. You have four that are above 1.2 million. And then it kind of drops off from there. But look at the gaps between those shows. I mean, that's that would be concerning if not for the fact that the majority of the 18 to 49 viewers stay for the entire time. Right. Um, I've yet to do the math on those. 
and I really think I should to uh, maybe illustrate better how well we're retaining 18 to 49 versus uh, regular viewers. Maybe I will do that for the next episode. That's actually a good idea. I never thought of it. So this is why we so need to So the longer the short is, a show at 2.30 a.m., one piece in this case, when it gets over 500,000, 18 to 49, that's not bad. Mm. That's really freaking good. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole again. No, 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 no. Come down the rabbit hole. No. I am dragging myself out by using a rope that I fashioned myself. So you're trying to lynch yourself? No. In defense of One Piece fans, especially the ones listening to this podcast, I gotta believe that anybody listening to this podcast is probably watching everything on Toonami. I hope so. So <laughs> That is true. I ho- yeah, kind of preach it to the choir there. Although we do welcome all viewers, I will be all listeners uh, of this podcast, all viewers of Toonami, fun stuff like that. So yeah, we are exactly. we are an equal we are equally welcoming to everybody. Mm. Unless you unless you're gonna bitch about everything, in which case jump off a bridge, please. <laughs> So uh, this is actually, back to the ratings notes real quick, this was something I found very interesting. Both Dragon Ball Z Kai and Akimega Kill at a .7 had a higher household share than NFL preseason on the NFL Network at .6 among 18 to 49s, which, um, now, in total fairness, the, um, if I remember correctly, the NFL Network one was at 8.30, I think? But that's still, and and that's at primetime on a Saturday. But that's, and it's preseason, but it's still football. It's still the National Football League. And our two shows beat it, even though they were at a less competitive uh, time of the night. I don't care. We got to take the victories where they may stand. Ladies and gentlemen, you beat the National Football League on NFL Network. Yeah, it's just preseason. Cue the music. so that is to say Toonami is doing really freaking great and nobody has to worry about anything Uh, wait 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 sketch sketch we're getting a shorter block in September oh did you really have to bring that up (laughs) you only empower the trolls by doing that don't get uh, the only winning move against trolls is not to play Paul No, I just it just makes me laugh that I just wanted to say this briefly. It just makes me laugh that at least three or four times have they done this to Jason. And then all of a sudden it's like spreads to sketches, spread the sketch, spreads to sketches, ass.fm. This rumor mongering is ridiculous. Somebody comes up with a rumor and then tries to spread it, even though. There is no basis for it whatsoever, mm-hmm. and it's really getting tired. Well, they also yeah. know the problem with it, though, is that people out there know how jumpy us tsunami fans are. Yes. So yes. that's I, why we're easy targets. That's kind and, and, of why that's, and we've kind of perpetuated that. But I think uh, that's also a good trait of ours because, as they have said, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. So yes, it is. 
So but that's right. Some- we gotta watch out for the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's just squash this right now. That's not happening, especially when Dragon Ball Z is doing over two million at midnight. That one yeah. time, I mean, I don't really see it going away. So more importantly, if you look at what Family Guy pulls in on Saturday and compare it to what DBC Kai pulls in on Saturday. I mean, it beat Family Guy recently, at least in 18 to 49s. But then you look at what the retention of Family Guy is for Robot Chicken on weeknights at, at midnight mm-hmm. and even Rick and Morty on Sunday, which is doing really, really well, but it still occasionally doesn't do that much better than Family Guy mm-hmm. or doesn't beat Family Guy. If you right. can compare DBZ's ratings to those shows, Toonami's doing phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Considering this is, I, and I love to remember, remind people of this. Considering where we were before Toonami came back, it was almost like it, they didn't have a Saturday night uh, action block. Oh yeah, I mean you could compare these ratings to sadly last year's wonderful lineup, and uh, Toonami's doing so much better. I yes. know it's, it, it, it's almost it's astonishingly better. It's actually kind of baffling how much better it is when we had a better quality lineup last year in my humble opinion we had a better quality lineup last year and we weren't doing anywhere close to as well as we are now correct so i'm telling you that short of block really is working though it is it really is it is i so think it might consider- also really quick uh sorry paul but uh okay. i think it might also be a mental thing in there because you see a lot of shows and us being tsunami fans, we don't like doing things halfway. It's like, ah, uh, but how am I gonna how am I gonna sit and watch all these shows up until six a.m. and this and that and everything else? And then you get a lot mm-hmm. of and but now you have a shorter block uh, from twelve to three, and we're sitting twelve to three thirty, and we're sitting there like, okay, I can do this, you know, and I, I can actually go and get some sleep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. a lot more doable. Exactly, and also, I mean, <coughs> DVRs be damned, but you know out of sight out of mind you know what i'm saying there are plenty of times where i've been meaning to go watch stuff on dvr and i just haven't done it because well i can't see it it's it's Uh, not like there's no promos like from my dvr it's like tonight whenever one piece you know the only thing that short and block has done to me is just shorten down how much alcohol i consume (laughs) (laughs) of course oh tanami's almost over guess i should stop drinking Uh, (laughs) Uh, Sword Art Online 2 is on (laughs) Ah yes Heavy drinking for that (laughs) It would have been a great segue if the news was actually done It wasn't But But the news isn't actually done Which by the way Not getting the news done timely (laughs) (laughs) See what you guys have done to me Your Your fault for this too sketch It's your fault you don't want to mm. see. You don't want to oh, see heel Jimbo. That's another check off, right? Talking there. back to. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go again? <laughs> I certainly do. I certainly do want to go again in Smash Brothers. I have to have you come in on Sunday. It is Sunday. <laughs> it is good. Good. Good job. <laughs> good okay. job. Speaking since you want your precious news done so much. Here's the trending for uh, this past Saturday slash Sunday for the United States trends. Well, actually, it's all United States trends on Twitter because sadly we didn't get anything worldwide this week, which, well, it's kind of a treat when we do get worldwide. But anyway, 
Tsunami trended during One Piece and Attack on Titan, both on the East Coast, and that peaked at number nine. Dragon Ball Z also peaked at number nine at 9.25 p.m. Pacific. Akamega Kill at 9.47 Pacific, and it peaked at number seven. Michiko and Hotshin at 10.28, and that was at number six. Sword Art Online 2 also at number six at 10.54. Naruto Shippuden trended at 11.28, just under the wire. Seemed like we had a lot of late trends in this uh, this week. Shippuden was at number four. One Piece was also at number four at 11.56 and at 12.01. And Attack on Titan uh, trended at five minutes till half past midnight. Again, Pacific. And also at number six. So, yeah, pretty good trending night. Once again, we got everything. Uh, Tumblr trends, we saw hashtag Tsunami trend there. And uh, for quick notes, Akamega Kill had a 1,000% increase in popularity at 9.46 p.m. Pacific. Sword Art Online 2 had a 271% popularity increase at 11.06. And One Piece reported a 500% increase in popularity at 12.02 a.m. Pacific. And then we got ourselves some miscellaneous talkbacks. Not as much as last week, but still pretty good ones. I mean, how can we beat the one that uh, Khaki Blue Sox gave us last week regarding <laughs> Michiko being funnier than that any Tyler Perry movie? <laughs> <laughs> that is probably the greatest talkback. I should start like a Tsunami Talkback Hall of Fame, and that would be the first. You should start that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be a good idea. So, at JCMod05, Piccolo lost his virginity to Nail and Frieza penetrated Krillin. Anybody turned on yet? Yeah, oh Frieza gave a new reason to me so horny. <laughs> Man. Oh! <laughs> oh, Krillin got penetrated. <laughs> I was going to say, Piccolo was awfully sundary about the whole thing. He was, you know, he wasn't all into the body melding. <laughs> Fusion ha! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make so many Shimaneta jokes. <laughs> Love nectar, anyone? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Shimaneta, funniest show of the summer and possibly of the entire year. It is not appropriate for children. Please Hard. do not watch with children. Do not watch with children. <laughs> then again, a lot of us have minds of children to take the jokes the way we do. Hey, ever notice how mature right. content is always the most immature things imaginable? Exactly. <laughs> That's an interesting irony. I don't know. I believe some of the people at Shimonetta really picked my brain, man, because that's some shit I probably would have said. <laughs> I need to be a consultant for that show. Season two, baby. <laughs> oh my why god! Do I think, it would why be do I absolutely. See them being drunk all the time. And the yes. show, and all of a sudden, the show becomes like a zillion seller. <laughs> it defies all light novel convention and becomes as and becomes a humongous seller. <laughs> <laughs> But let's get to some more talkback. Yes, I was about to. New challenger at Redscar64 says, Tonight on Tsunami, Frieza got hard and Hidan came in his pants. <laughs> Jizz, Jizz in, in my, my pants. Hidan should have quit while he was ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Also, that stitching thing is really useful. <laughs> 
And finally, at Gamer for Life 123, Hachin continues her search for Spike Spiegel while joining the circus. Wait, we have Facebook talk back as well. We do have a Facebook talk back, yes. Paul. We have two. Paul, what is it? Okay, so from Matthew Rivera, he says, wait, Luffy has a grandpa? No shit. Yeah. <laughs> and Andrew said, time to fight the next boss off screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Luffy has a Luffy has a grandpa. Yeah, it's himself. <laughs> yeah. uh, my own grandpa. Get the nasty and the pasty. <laughs> <laughs> I already used that Futurama clip. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's a classic. Oh, it is. Oh boy. So, with the news and other fun stuff like that done. It's time Wait, no, no. If anybody knows anything about J. Michael Tatum, he should have been terrified in that scene with Chris Kaysen. Regarding uh, clowns, yes, knowing how terrified he is of clowns. There you go. Use that information how you will. <laughs> He's a tall man. I wouldn't f- with him. <laughs> Tatum's just a big teddy bear. He really is. So, with the news out of the way, I assume... Sketch... Do you have yeah, anything yeah. to pretty add? Pretty sure it's out there. Okay. That'll bring us to the Sword Art Online 2 episode recap, and it starts right now. Getting to the end of Sword Art Online 2 here at episode 20, Sleeping Knights, or their enemies known as the Napping Knaves. <laughs> no? Nothing? I know what a knave is, my good friend. Okay, okay. And you people have absolutely no appreciation for alliteration. Why you had to take it down, man? This ain't fucking Shakespeare right now. Aww. You know what? You know what? Points I, off. I can't help it that I'm smarter than both of you. Yeah, we all know we're, everybody's smarter than Paul, so that doesn't f-ing count. <laughs> co-host. <laughs> Wait, why am I marking that down? We do that all the time. <laughs> Mark yourself down for that. <laughs> Yuki takes Asuna to an inn in Ronbaru and introduces her to the other members of the Sleeping Knights, Jun, Nori, Siyun, Takin, and Techi. Yuki then reveals that the guild wanted Asuna's help in defeating the next floor boss with just one party. Siyun explains that the group wanted to defeat the boss in order to reach the, etch their names on the Monument of Swordsmen, as they would not be able to adventure together after winter. After some thinking, Asuna agrees to help. Sometime later, while she is walking to the teleport gate plaza, Kyoko disconnects Asuna from the game and they have a disagreement. Again. Asuna decides to go to a park in another residential area and considers calling Kazuto, but decides that she did not want to expose her weakness to him. The next day, she meets up with the sleeping knights and they easily manage to reach the boss room, but Asuna detects several other players hiding near there. Though the players claim they are waiting for their friends, Asuna realizes they were actually spying on their battle to study the boss without sacrificing their own men. After the sleeping knights and Asuna are defeated and respawn in Runbaru, Asuna tells the others what she discovered, and they decide to rush to the boss room again before the guild had enough time to gather a raid group. At the boss room, they find a large amount of players gathered at the door. 
As the guild rejects the request of the Sleeping Knights to let them try again, Yuki declares they would fight it out and attacks the raid's group leader. At that point, the rest of the raid party arrives, but Kirito appears having followed them and blocks their path. Okay, uh, the politics of World of Warcraft, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much it right there. Sounds like a lot of BS to me. It is. Yeah, it's like, we went from, again, ladies and gentlemen, we went from actual honest-to-God death to bickering guilds. <laughs> I mean, I know this is something that happens in uh, MMOs, like, you know, Star Wars The Old Republic and World of Warcraft. Who's playing World of Warcraft anymore, aside from South Koreans? But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> I have to remind ourselves again of uh, where the stakes have gone. Tonight, yeah. <laughs> it was interesting for Asuna to, to think back to how she had to strategize differently when the game was so deadly. You had right. to make sure that nobody was going to die. And exactly. in this case, she doesn't necessarily have to make sure, but... She wants this to go as quickly as possible, so she's thinking the same kind of way about mm. handling the situation as quickly as possible to try and take care of this in a timely fashion. And she does have a unique perspective on it, having been an SAO. Oh, definitely. So, I guess that's, uh, that does add something to it, I will admit. So, uh, for our Sword Art Online 2 Toonami Talkbacks, and once again, we didn't have uh, too many... At Khaki Blue Sox says, Welcome to ALO, the most immersive MMORPG the world has ever seen. With no alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> At Mr. Tib says, Asuna's mom should be more careful when unplugging the headset. I heard those things can cause head injuries. <laughs> Good reference. I hear those things can cause death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. It's not the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> the game sphere. <laughs> At Jasper underscore Quasar, another new challenger, says, Kirito's an obsessive boyfriend now. You think you're alone, but he shows up like... And then there was a picture of a bird crashing through a window. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend's back and you're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. My boyfriend's back. Kiss my ass. Well, I don't care what anybody says. I like when Kirito showed up. It was like, they had to get through that thing as quickly as possible... They were dealing with people already. They didn't have time to deal with all of those other guildies. And Kirito's all like, none shall pass. <laughs> I move for, for no you. man. <laughs> and Go get him, daddy. <laughs> I wonder if he uses the Excalibur. This should be interesting. Please tell he me. Does. That, please tell me that Kirito becomes the like has a humongous power loss and all of a sudden becomes the Black Knight. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> That's uh, pretty amusing. Look, you stupid bastard! You've got no arms left. God. <laughs> and Red Star sixty four says, uh, "Oh, actually, I was on the wrong one." I f***ed that up. <laughs> yeah, you that was actually that actually uh, belongs in the um, the in uh, miscellaneous talkbacks. So it's all right, fun. everybody gets one. Uh, yep, I screwed <laughs> that up. Well, this belonged to miscellaneous talkbacks, but since I screwed up, uh, I am going to um, I'm going to read this anyway because I liked it. At Red Star sixty four says, "Attack on Titan is one of the shoneniest shonen to ever shonen, and it has a big heart underneath its blood and gore." <laughs> actually, it's seinen, but we'll give you a pass. 
about to get one. Uh, actually, I think it is Shonen. Is it? I thought it was Seinen for some reason. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is Shonen. Also, Levi Squad! <laughs> Gene, <laughs> I call him Gene Squad, but there is a guy with the same spelling, and it's pronounced Jean. <laughs> Jean, so. Ah, uh, whatever. Damn you, French. So that brings us to the end of the rather disjointed Sword Art Online 2 talkbacks, and I'm surprised that I didn't get more. I'm, like, I'm kind of shocked about that. I'm disappointed because y'all were getting some good ones in, and now y'all slacking up. Yeah, I know. Don't I make mean, me go and get the belt. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do it, too. I could add something about, yes. because I see a lot of people, a lot of people getting real mad at Asuna's mother. Hmm. Now, her mother is definitely taking things too far. You know, yeah. not understanding that it's like, you don't have to say goodbye from a game. It's like, come on, that's just common courtesy. It's like if you're in the middle of a conversation and you just disappear, you're just like gone. Don't even say goodbye. It, that's pretty much what that's like, though. Uh, I realize older folks have a hard time understanding this. But to her mother's points, Asuna's kind of just roaming through life too attached to her boyfriend to care about anything else except for hanging out with her friends and you know she needs to get into college she needs to well maybe not necessarily college but she needs to do something with her life not necessarily getting married either and that's where she and i see differently mm -hmm. but her mother has reasonable concern for asana and also i can totally understand why her mother would be like you know you lost two lives to a game what two years to a game why why would you want to play games still? Now, she granted, if you're a hardcore gamer, you're going to be like, yeah, well, uh, it's not going to happen again. <laughs> I like video games too much to stop. Sorry. That's like asking <laughs> well, me not to drink booze anymore. <laughs> but also, on, dude. Uh, piggy that. Piggybacking off of that point, though, Sketch, um, even Kirito kind of has a plan. You know, he's, yeah, oh yeah, he's working on something. He's like, I'll be a while. Yeah, uh, Kirito. Mm -hmm. He actually has something that he's striving towards. Yeah, exactly. And Asuna, unfortunately, was hit by the waifu beam, <laughs> and um, activate. Yeah, exactly. She was hit by the waifu beam, and even though she's a little bit pro more proactive in this arc, and she is the focus of it. As a character, she's still not that good. She had character, and it was taken away. Right. Mm -hmm. What teenage girl doesn't want to hang out with her boyfriend and friends, man? Very That's true. Not, it's true, but she kind of takes it to an obsessive level at times. Exactly. She's not Sundere, she's not Yandere or anything like that, but it's just like, you know, she's kind of like a hangers-on for Kirito. I mean, even the, and the thing is, even though Sinon did that in the last arc, she kind of went away, you know? Yeah, what? So we don't Sinon know just up and disappears. I miss Sinon. <laughs> we yeah. all miss Sinon. You miss Sinon because of because of Michelle Ruff. Yes, you do. That's part of it. That is part oh, of it. Course. It's fair. Well, there, there is also one thing that we have to point out, too, that, mm -hmm. you know, her mother is pretty much representing what Japanese culture is all about where yes they're trying to they're trying to get her to marry somebody of a higher, higher stature higher um because it worked out so well the first time yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that I mean, was like your father's fault so here, here's another <laughs> here's another that. example 
another example of Japanese culture trying to come into this show. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So if you're expecting Asuna to be like, no, mother, you're full of crap. That's not <laughs> That's yeah. not she's how it works. No. She lives in Japan. That's not happening. And she's a rich yeah. girl in Japan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She uh, she is not going to bad talk her mother beyond, say, sarcasm and uh, veiled aggressive things. Veiled threats, you know. Remember, people, there is still a caste system in Japan at some, and in a certain way. Very much. Yes. Very much. I kind of yeah. like the caste system. So well, that is to uh, say... I don't think her mother is 100% wrong, but she's very extreme about it. Yeah, but her mother's fucking unhappy, man. Don't push that shit on your children, man. That's pretty That cool. is also very apparent. She that, is, not that is a very good point. Yeah. Person. See, she's like, I failed at my stuff in life, so I'm going to project that ki- that shit onto my sis- onto my uh, daughter. And I'm yeah. like, now, that's something fuck? Americans can relate to. I know. Yeah. Misery loves company. So... So yeah, that's about it. So uh, sketch, uh, your points have been uh, accepted. And do you have anything else before we move on? No, I think that's about it for now. Okay, that's about right. I gotta say that added something to it that I actually didn't think about. So I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm just not awake, or maybe I'm, my eyes just gloss over when I see Sword Art Two, Sword Art Online Two. I don't know. <laughs> Only four, light more, only four more weeks, ladies and gentlemen, and then we get... Oh, wait, outside. one more thing. Why ain't you showing us the fights, doggone it? I know. What, did the, yeah. show, did the show's budget do an Evangelion on us? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, sure, they'll show some fights, or they'll show parts of the fights. It's like, we want to <laughs> see some of the fights. This is why people don't call Sword Art Online an action show. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the same time, they probably blew their entire budget on the fight last week. <laughs> uh, that's understandable. It was a very good fight. It was very well. It was very well animated, very well choreographed, and we don't get one this week. <laughs> As Darrell says, he loves to hear the sword sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it sings "Raining Blood" by Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Rock on, baby. <laughs> so, with the Sword Art Online two recap finished, it is time for us to move on to this week's topic, and well. I think it's kind of been in the back of a lot of Toonami fans' minds since Momocon when they actually had something, but as the leaves will begin to change from summer into fall and the calendar goes from August to September from what people think is summer into people what people associate with fall, which is... Uh, you know, September and going back to school and crap like that, which I don't have to do because I graduated. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm going back to school very soon. Shut up. I'll get on with it. Can you get to the point, please? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you're telling me to get on with it. <laughs> you, know, man, it you're the master of tangents. Something. You're the master of tangents. Anyway. I was getting wait, 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 to my, who, I was getting to my point. The, I was getting to my for the podcast. Thank you. Continue. I was getting to my point. Anyway. As we hit, as we approach fall, a Kaikon. The answer is a Kaikon. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Wait, who got that sponsorship? Not you. As we move on to f- what people assume to be fall, we are also ready for a little thing called Intruder Two, which is coming out very, very soon. We hope. We don't know when in fall it'll be, but it will happen this year. So, the fox can't be on the same side as the chicken. 
But the chicken can't be on the same side as the cabbage? Correct, but you can row back and forth. Okay, so you put the cabbage... Tom, I'm reading a large ship, unknown design. It's headed right for us. Friend or foe? Wait, I'm getting a distress signal. She's moving slowly, but appears to be undamaged. We can't initiate a proper scan from this distance. Hmm. Hail him, please. Attention unidentified vessel. This is the Absolution, free ship. Registration key 031797. Identify yourself. Your distress beacon has been activated. Please state your emergency. She's still coming closer. Take us down a low burn and put her up on the monitor. Huh. Don't recognize the design. No damage visible. Any additional readings, Sarah? Tom, their weapons are hot. Powering up shields. Intruder 2, the intrudering. <laughs> Return to the... <laughs> Intruder 2, Pink Blob Strikes Back. <laughs> so anyway. Well, this this topic actually comes with a little bit of an announcement, as I shall say. Um, September will be Intruder Month. And what that means is we will pretty much be highlighting everything that has involved the first Intruder because... Believe it or not, there are some of you that don't actually know what the first intruder is. What? It's out there on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. It Come is. on. So part of that will be part of this intruder month will be obviously the first intruder in its whole entirety. I probably I will either take the TDA version that is currently up on YouTube somewhere, or I will get it ourselves and put it up on our YouTube channel. I haven't quite decided that yet. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some other surprises, and that's as far as I'm going to go with it. And, uh, well, that's our big announcement for this, but uh, be hyped for Intruder Month. And if you haven't seen it, go out and see it. Just type in Toonami the Intruder on YouTube. It will be uh, a lot of fun for you to watch because uh, this this changed the Toonami game. Yes, it did. It did. It was so freaking exciting, man. It really did. Now, we're on to Intruder 2, which was announced last year at Momocon. So we've been waiting legit about a year and a half for this. And, um, well, we can only hope that the, um, that all of our Intruder 2 hashtagging and fun stuff like that. I believe we did get it to trend last year when they asked us to. We did. We did. I think we did it once or twice. So... (laughs) If Twice int- sounds right. Yeah. So we could and uh, just just judging by the trailer we got at Momocon, um, it is going to be something truly awesome. And uh, and uh, oh boy, um, yeah. Th- uh, thoughts from thoughts, hopes, fears from people uh, uh, regarding Intruder Two. Well, since Sketch is here, I would like him to go first. It's his first time here in a few weeks. Hmm. Well, 
I've still been racking my brain with them saying uh, Toonami will never be the same. I mean, oh that God, could mean my brain too. so many things. <laughs> and that could mean a zillion different things, man. <laughs> I, I'm content with being surprised, to be honest. I'm content with being surprised. But like I've continually said at least a couple of times, and this wasn't something that uh, somebody else came up with this idea, I think. And I have since adopted it and made it my baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it I really like the idea of Tom One showing up in some capacity, maybe escaping from the intruder or maybe being the intruder. Mm. You know, something like uh, Metroid Prime. Ah. Mm. And you know what? The intruder script kind of does look like uh, the intruder Two logo, excuse me does look kind of like Metroid 2 Return of Samus, if you look at the box art for that. Mm, interesting, interesting. I actually, as I remember asking Jason the next day, I said, was the Intruder logo inspired by Metroid 2? He said no, so I'm assuming he hasn't either hasn't played Metroid 2 or he didn't know what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> eh, who knows? Uh, I expect this to be quite exciting, uh, what we got from a, a little snippet of the first what minute or so, yeah, was first, like ninety seconds, certainly intriguing. Yeah, yes, you know, and there's there's already little Easter eggs in it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, uh, people are gonna be got to keep their eyes out for that kind of thing because I'm sure there's gonna be a bunch of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, oh yeah, there's plenty of stuff to do to find an intruder to and also the fact that the intruder ship or wherever the heck it is is actually uh is a zillion times bigger than the absolution it makes the absolution look like a little fighter right even though the for even though the absolution is supposed to be as big as a football field oh right yep. remember in the intruder one Yes, and I guess this is spoilers for people who haven't seen the Intruder One. But it's been on. around since nineteen, since two thousand. Don't worry. In the about Intruder spoilers. One, how Tom escapes from the Intruder is he blows off part of the previous Absolution. Mm-hmm. Yes. What off, if blows off one of the one of the nacelles or yeah. what nacelles? If we're going to use Star Trek terms, <laughs> what if a ship was built around that by somebody? Ooh. That's a nice speculation right there. That's, That's a really good speculation. You would think the size would actually be comparable to the current ship, because I'm pretty sure the current ship is pretty small compared to the original Absolution. Which yeah, was the, the original Absolution was like, you know, uh, space balls we break for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, real, real quick, if you remember, they said that this Absolution is smaller than the second one and also smaller, obviously smaller than the first one right because right. the first absolution for being such a sparsely populated ship the absolution was the first absolution was huge absolution so went away the game boy yeah, yeah. <laughs> game boy what are we on now the game boy uh the game boy advanced mini the <laughs> game I boy micro so. <laughs> yeah the game boy micro. Yeah, boy micro that sounds about right oh i have so many ideas this is not even funny but um yeah well i think well, the ship might be a little bit bigger than one of the previous ones but uh i don't i don't know it doesn't really matter but we're talking it's about definitely this. smaller it's like man tom had so much room in that 
Oh, yeah. That was way too much ship for one robot and an AI, man. <laughs> yes. Yes, it well, was. There were also, Even though he had other bodies lying around. There were the Clydes, oh, the Clydes. yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we better get some dang Clydes, man. Oh, I'm sure uh, we will They've been promising us Clydes for a while. Oh, I'm well, sure we will Well, actually, you know, there, we do know one thing that's going to come out of this, because Jason, on the last interview we did with him, which was a while ago, he alluded that the... After this, when we're done with Intruder, the intro to Toonami will be just like the one from the Tom 2 era. Oh. Not like not like that in video, but the length, I should say. Yeah. So we'll have more of Tom like walking, walking to his position. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. I do like that idea. I I am liking that I idea. I like that. But Will, this, I think a big question that we have is, they say Toonami will never be the same. That's the big sticking point. What will we see? Will there be a Tom 4? The, t- the Toonami comic will also tie in Tom 4 to the intruder. Does Tom 4 have a connection to the intruder? Did, what, is Tom 4's presence on that planet because of the intruder? Because they never really, because if you remember the original intruder, they never destroyed it. They just made it go away by blowing off one of the warp nacelles. Yes, they did. So. So it could come back. Exactly. Also, I would love it if Tom Ford turned out to be evil. <laughs> <laughs> that would feel that would be fantastic. It would feel so wrong, but feel so right at the same time. That's like if Scrappy Doo turned out to be evil. Wait, which did happen in a Scooby Doo movie? <laughs> I know, right? I was gonna reference that, but I kind of didn't want to because I don't know how many people uh, saw it. Number one, number two. Oh come on, we've all seen the. That live-action Scooby-Doo movie with Fred and Daphne being played by Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. And Matthew Lillard is still shaggy. Also, yeah. Linda Cardellini. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I like my girls curvy and nerdy. <laughs> well, um, I guess a logical question here is, what do we all see happening with Intruder 2? Because... Uh, the intru- for those of you who haven't seen the trailer, uh, the intruder cuts uh, the trailer cuts out after the uh, unknown ship fires on the absolution with giant cannons firing the energy blasts that look like they're just as big as the absolution. My question is, how bi- how will the uh, absolution shields hold up and does it even have any armament to speak of? I don't think so. It doesn't feel yeah, like I'm it. Not sure it's a trans- it even has any guns. The Absolution is a transmission ship. I can see it having shields because I'm sure even Starfleet science vessels have shields. But at the same, because you got to be able to protect yourself. But at the Asteroids. same time, what? Well, <laughs> well. See, here's the thing: we haven't even seen the Absolution use weapons. Now, we never have. That's the thing. Now, here, here's here's number. The first one obviously had the Clydes, and they also. You know, that one looks more like a kind of like, in your terms, a medical ship. And well, yeah, like a, a Starfleet science vessel. Right. And, and the second one, the Absolution 2, I mean, we really didn't get a chance to even have really an immersion event to even see if that one had any weapons. So, and, yeah, and it looked like in hyperspace for that one. No, um, I'm pretty sure it was trapped in hyperspace. No, that was the original one, if I, if I remember correctly. No, the intruder was first, and then it was trapped in hyperspace. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right, but trapped was, in hyperspace still happened on the original. Right. Oh, it happened on the original Absolution. Yeah, oh, okay, did, okay. Yeah. All I, those immersion yeah. events happened on the original Absolution. The, yeah. the second one, there really wasn't one for that one. And it was like, 
you know, we really didn't get to see what that could do. You know, obviously Tom Four is on a planet, you know, so that's probably not going to have any weapons there and his little base there. And then, you know, now we're on the Absolution 3. And, you know, I, I, I almost think that this has to have some kind of weapons. But, you know, we've never really seen the Absolution have one. It's on Adult Swim. We can have guns now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, it, it, it makes sense. So Hey, Tom I had laser beam. Tom had uh, laser guns in the first uh, intruder. So. That's true. He did have uh, he did have a weapon in the intruder. Mm-hmm. So Not I, a very effective like one, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. If we saw anything uh, from the first uh, uh, intruder, it's that nothing really worked on that first intruder. <laughs> so I guess that that's another question that we can uh, go into is first of all, what might hurt this intruder? Firstly. Secondly, freeze uh, it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Burn it. It might end up working. Li- it might end up working like a Metroid, where you have to freeze it and then shoot at it, shoot missiles yeah. at it. Well, I don't know. It, I don't know. I'm getting a Metroid vibe from this the whole way through, and I don't know why. I know. <laughs> well, well, here, here's another question: Does the does the intruder even step onto this new absolution? Because you know, we don't even if it's on this new ship, which we we can assume that it is on this new ship that's over there. Why would Sarah, let alone Tom, allow it even to get on the new absolution? So, well, they don't know how the how it got onto the original absolution. And if you remember the original trailer from last year, there was like this goo uh, that broke out of a what looked like a, a giant uh, test tube capsule or something like that. So for, right, but so for all we know, been, for all we might know, already be on the ship, or maybe well, a boarding party. Maybe there's a boarding party after the absolution gets crippled by uh, weapons or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Hard to. I say. don't know. I mean, I, I I honestly think that this could be something that happens on this other ship, and you know they have to figure out a way to destroy it because they find out that the the intruders on there and. Tom's like, fuck no, I don't want this shit on my my ship again. Yeah, I remember that this know. thing took out one Tom unit and blew, forced me to blow off a warp nacelle. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't want this thing around me. I want this thing as far away from me as possible. So that's a possibility, too. Um, you know, for me, first of all, somebody asked the question at, at MomoCon already, so... Either Jason's lying or it's true. We were, we're not going to see a Tom Six. So I think we can kind of take that off the table. But Steve but, Bloom showed us a um, picture of the new Tom, though, man. He rocked <laughs> That Tom was off the chain. <laughs> you mean the one that he that he's dressed up as? as <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> hey, um, Steve worked it, man. You know he did. But, you know, in all seriousness, like, you know, I mean, we, we can we can kind of slide Tom Six off the table, but I don't know if I believe him entirely. Because mm. when you because here's the thing, those of you that haven't seen Intruder One, I, I encourage you to go see it. But here's the thing. When we think of when when Jason has, says the words, Tsunami will never be the same. That scares some of us old fans. And I'm going to bring it up again. And Jim has had it. Jim and me agreed on this. You know, when you use those words, us old fans go, "Uh oh, you're not getting rid of Steve Bloom, are you? 
And that's not going to be on the table at all. And, and that better not be on the table, because if it is on the table, I'm going to be pissed. No, but here's the thing, is that Jason said not too long after that, because somehow that speculation got around, and uh, Jason said, when Steve oh. goes, we go. What? <laughs> no, don't interrupt me. He said, when Steve goes, we go. That's an important thing, because, you know, Steve Bloom loves doing this, and he, pri- and without... Um, Steve Bloom, it's not tsunami to a lot of people. Right. So that's not going to happen. Oh, it's, it's... And to even think that is So stop bringing it wrong. up, Paul! Exactly. <laughs> no, and it, it has to be brought up because when you use those words and not to mention the fact that Tom 1 died in the first one uh, you know, you you you, you automatically think Tom's gonna to go down like a bitch again? <laughs> no, I hope not. I would hope not. That would be kind of fucked up. <laughs> I hope he comes into that fucking exo suit and beats the shit out of him. That's what I really fucking hope. Yeah, I remember that suit. Exo suit. Yeah. Oh god, that that like Tom Batman. that I saw. Like Batman's oh exo suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman Beyond, you know. Remember that episode? I remember it. Good. Oh yeah. Good. At least someone remembers that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a lot. Of, the thing is, I guess it's to be commended. The tsunami fa- the tsunami team is to be commended for not letting anything leak regarding Intruder Two. And it's been a year and a half that they've been working on this. For all we know, it's done right now, and they're just waiting for fall to release it along with the other tsunami stuff including the tsunami app yes i am so dude as soon as that app comes out i'm downloading it oh yeah well and and here's the thing too um we have to also understand that if i'm expecting if this gets delayed it's because the only thing that happens is that they actually got more money and they want to shoot something different um, no, nah, I don't. I think they have the full. Uh, well, they they should pretty much have everything done. But there again, you know, if something, and that's that's another question: Do they is is this intruder event going to be sponsored? Well, it was kind of it was kind of sponsored by us almost because the well, fan interest led the fan interest for Intruder Two regarding the trending and how high it trended that night. That shows that showed interest to the people that uh, the guys at Toonami were talking to. And they're like, see, look at all this fan interest for it. And they're like, okay, here's your check. Make do with what you got. I wouldn't, well, put, I wouldn't put sponsorship out of the question, not at all. But at the same time, we're also thinking, this definitely is a pet project for Toonami. And it's definitely fan service for old school Toonami fans like us. So, yeah. do, so does it warrant getting that kind of sponsorship also think of it this way would you think of it as the same way like if instead of just intruder 2 how about intruder 2 sponsored by mountain dew and doritos you know (laughs) would you think of it the same way no it wouldn't i would think of it as a corporate shill if they did that and if they had a, if they had like a game tsunami game room or something like that, like you know where they remember when they had the Xbox One sponsorship, if they had something like that, and they tied that into Intruder Two, that would kind of really ruin the atmosphere. Well, so. no, I'm not talking about. I'm not saying like okay, like 
Tom's in the middle of doing something, and then he's like, oh, look, you should buy a Mountain Dew. No, no he's I'm not, not going to do that. No. We're not talking about product placement, Paul. We're talking about, we're talking no. about you're watching Intruder 2, brought to you by Mountain Dew and Doritos. Exactly. <laughs> like, imagine we go to commercial break, and, you know, you hear Howard Parker saying something like, get your, saying something like, get your Call of Duty Double XP, sponsored by Mountain Dew and Doritos. Intruder 2 will return in a moment. Something like that. That's what I'm talking about. You would not see Tom do any kind of product placement like that in the no, middle I, of a story. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that either. I'm, <laughs> Didn't they do okay, something with 7-Up, so, though? <laughs> I don't oh, remember. Oh, no, it was another, like an orange soda. They did something with an orange soda. I forget which one. Oh, why didn't 7-Up do an orange soda? But then again, Orange Crush is still the best. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. I just wish but, I could but, get Peach Crush in places other than Mississippi. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. What, what I was what I was trying to say was is when I, I had also asked this question to Jason, and Jason said that this that that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying to you is I'm not saying like they would you know go to extreme lengths. We get what you're saying, but I'm saying to you like if you want to make the best intruder too, that's possible. You're gonna get as much. You're gonna try to get as much money as possible too. I'm just saying that. And as a tsunami fan, I want to see the best Intruder two that they can put out. I want to see the exact thought that Jason had when he came up with Intruder two. Okay, that's what I want to see. So if that's if that takes me getting a Mountain Dew to sponsor, okay, sure. Why not? What's the problem with that? I'm not saying, you know. And again, to turn that around, talking from a marketing perspective. Because I'm good at that. Think about this. Are, are, are you kidding me? There's people that are like VOs that are fans of Toonami that are at Mountain Dew or Pepsi or Frito-Lays or whatever. And they're sitting there looking at their marketing director and going, um, can you call Adult Swim and get some pot- product placement during this? Did you just say pot? No, I said product placement. He, he did pot. say pot. Yeah, he did I say heard pot. pot. Oh, whatever. Pot placement. I'm trying to finish my. You call Del Swim and get some pot, please, because clearly they have some over there, given what they show. <laughs> Can I finish my thought? No. Thank you. Shut oh, the and you were up. talking. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you were saying, demanding that I finish my thought at the beginning, but continue. Yes. Now shut up. Anyway. No. So marketing. What you got to understand is, is there's companies that are probably trying to get into this because they get their commercials done during this Intruder 2 stuff, no matter if it's Dragon Ball Z, what's going on or whatever show, that's that's fucking gold for them because you're going to get more fans on Toonami during this time because those old Toonami fans are going to find out about Intruder 2 and be like, I got to get fucking in and watch this shit. And I, and I do expect a ratings uptick because of this. I do expect ratings to go up. I don't expect them to be two million, but you know I do expect them to be high because there's going to be old tsunami fans that are be, that are going to be coming to watch this, okay? And companies want to be a part of that. That's the whole reason why Adult Swim does the advertising that they do, and that's why tsunami is an advertising cash cow because they make so much money for Adult Swim. That's why, as Jason said, tsunami's not going anywhere because tsunami does exactly what Adult Swim wants to do, and more. Not only in the ratings, but in sponsorship and advertising. And, like I said, I'm going to finish this thought. 
companies are probably knocking down the door to be a part of it. I think it might be overselling Toonami just a scotch. Just a little. Just a I, little I, bit. But am, am, I, am I overshowing? So something that just got over $2 million is over Overselling. Shooting. Overselling, yes. Because remember, this is still an animation block one night a week on Adult Swim when they have a lot of other stuff that does a lot better. Now, True. regarding placement of uh, Intruder 2, it's definitely, it definitely has to be during Dragon Ball Z, mostly because that's oh, when most yeah. fans are going to be there. So expect that during first commercial breaks and probably a couple more times during the night. Maybe during like yeah, uh, they should probably repeat. maybe during like uh, Parasite whenever that airs because Parasite airs in just five short weeks, four more weeks of Sword Art Online, and then one. Yep. Then we get Parasite. Actually, no, it's going to be. Um, it's not absolutely six, confirmed, but not absolutely yeah. confirmed. Actually, I left out a week because uh, we have the. I believe it's next week. Is the Michiko and Hachin Labor Day Marathon? Woo-hoo! Correct. So yeah. Which, by the way, guys, there was a Kill a Kill marathon. Not all the marathons are Funimation. I had, I somehow forgot that. I don't remember uh, why or how I did, but yes, um, people were flooding. Yeah, because you guys remember the Cowboy Bebop marathon. That wasn't even advertised. (laughs) Right. Well, that was kind of a last hurrah thing because they had lost the rights to it. And it was a Funimation show at that point. But, um, so, hey, any show might be uh, possible for a marathon. We'll see. Maybe. I don't know. The, well, well, didn't they also didn't they also play that as a marathon uh, just before Space Dandy came on? Right, like, they did, and it wasn't even a marathon like in order. It was just the Toonami staff's favorite episodes of right. Cowboy mm-hmm. Bebop, which good choices, <laughs> good choices all. But at the same, I, time... I'm sorry, but I get really passionate when it comes to Toonami stuff. You know, I just yeah. I just really like I, I want to get the point across that this is. Intruder is two is something huge. Okay. Next thing and you know, for, us, even, for th- us to even get this chance to get this is awesome. Next thing you know, Paul's going to start banging a shoe on the desk like Khrushchev. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it is I'm- a big deal. There's no denying that. And it, considering Tsunami was capable of getting two million from an episode of DBZ around the time that a movie came out. You know, the last time, well, not the last time, but uh, I believe Lockdown, mm. that event was the highest rated something of Toonami. Wow. At least in 2002. And I'm pretty sure that would have been peak. Highest rated, probably highest rated interstitial because I remember uh, Endless Waltz set records. Oh, uh, Lockdown was 2001. Uh, oh, okay. uh, Silly okay. me. Yeah. <laughs> but even still, it was around that same time that. Um, Endless Waltz uh, set record programming records for not just Toonami, but Cartoon Network in general. So, yeah. which that's pretty awesome. But that's uh, another story for another day. Maybe we'll do a Gundam month somewhere down the line. I, I wish we had Cartoon Network money right now. <laughs> if we did. Oh, yeah. It would have been like, you know, Pixar money and Pixar production value. Uh, there's a lot of stipulations that come with Cartoon Network money, so yeah. I'm OK with it. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know it's going to be amazing for me to say this, but sidetrack real quick. I don't do we think that we that they should have a DBZ promo for this Frieza fight between him and Goku? It's gonna it's gonna take a while to get that uh, well, yeah. fight going. Actually, idea um, marathon the Frieza fight during one of the weeks in December, 
and then that yes. way uh, without uh, like that. if they don't preempt it too much they should finish the Frieza fight before the end of the year so that would be a good way to play it all again in the last week of December right do that well do that but also I think the timing for Intruder 2 is going to be perfect as well because the and this just reinforces that the Toonami guys are friggin geniuses um I believe that if Intruder 2 drops when I think it will drop, um, it could be like the height of the Frieza battle uh, between Frieza and Goku. Not only are you going to get a ton of people watching DBZ at the time, and that's where I would expect at least 1.7, 1.8 just about every week. Maybe that's overselling it a little bit because it will be school and people, you know, stuff like that. School And football. And football, and football. Doggone football. Yeah, (laughs) college football, yeah, but, you know, I'll take college over the pros any day. But anyway, um, yeah, I I think that if they drop Intruder 2 when I think they will, they should be able to get monster ratings for the Intruder because of where it will air in in the middle of the uh, Goku-Frieza fight. So there's, there's none of this lull. And this is what I love about DBZ Kai is that there's none of this filler in there to get in the way during yeah, man. these Frieza fights. already had his first transformation. Exactly. <laughs> this isn't even my final form. Yeah, it's the coming out party. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so Intruder 2, everybody, watch it. Oh, one oh. final thought. Yes, I'm yes, really yes. looking forward to hearing Dana, you know, actually get the... Uh, the chance to act talk for an extended period to act as Sarah. Yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Because we all love Dana. Oh yeah, we do. We love her to pieces. So, she uh, believes in me and my <laughs> talent. <laughs> believe, in the, talent. believe in the Lysexo flex that believes in you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so with this topic thoroughly mined, uh, it's time for us to get into the emails. And once again, Sakyo Kurayami comes to us with another email. He's the only guy sending us emails, it seems. I haven't heard much from this new anime title, but I've seen previews from Anime Network and Crunchyroll. What do you guys expect from Parasite on Toonami, which airs this fall? Best regards, Sakyo Kurayami. Um, I actually haven't seen it either. And yep. uh, this is kind of what I like about stuff coming to Toonami is that I can't keep up with every show, possibly, especially since I haven't been employed all summer. And so the money hasn't really been there for Crunchyroll. But um, even though Parasite aired last year, but that's beside the point. I didn't have Crunchyroll last year because nothing was catching my eye. And well, when you first start Crunchyroll Premium for stuff like Attack on Titan and Free and Watamote it kind of sets an impossibly high bar in terms of entertainment. <laughs> so I haven't had a crunchy roll in quite some time. Therefore, I missed out on Parasite. But from what I have heard, everybody likes it. And it looks, and it was, Sketch, you said this show, um, maybe I'm thinking of something else, but didn't you say Parasite originally uh, came out on, in manga form in like 1999 or something like that? Yeah, it was in the 90s. Yeah, it was in the late 90s that um, Parasite, the manga, originally so came out. So the story sensibilities are from the 90s, which means it's not all a bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, 
90s anime has the, has this feel to it. It's kind of like when you sit down and play Sega Genesis and listen to the music. It's like, yeah, that's Genesis music, you know? And so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I think in general, people are going to try to check this show out and see what it's all about because, you know, it's 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 just big enough that Sentai actually has a show on Toonami. Mm-hmm. Now to have two... Mm-hmm. That's gonna be like okay. I need to see what this show is about. Sentai has been doing a wonderful job promoting the fact that that show will be on Tsunami. They've exactly. been doing a wonderful job promoting the fact that Akamega Kill is on Tsunami. And think of it this way: they're gonna Sentai is gonna have two shows on Tsunami, neither of which are available yet on DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So think of it this way: this is incredible promotion for Sentai stuff. This is. Bringing me back to the old ADV days almost, where you would see stuff on Toonami or on Adult Swim, and it wasn't out on DVD yet. So you went out, and so, you know, you saw the show, and it's like, yeah, I want to see that. I want to own that shit. Mm-hmm. I want to see it again. Pretty exactly. much. Exactly. Thanks to Sketch, you know, introducing me to Parasite. I was thoroughly amused. F*** you, Sketch. I love you so much for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So, it's a great bang. show. It was it my favorite show of that season. And it is, oh man. It wasn't my favorite it's, show, it's, but it did entertain me, though. It's, it's one of the better action dramas in recent years, I yeah. would say. Yeah, that one episode that Sketch told me about sold me. <laughs> <laughs> no scores. I sold you on the dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm lewd, man. So. <laughs> All right. So I think we should move on to the closing procedures at this point. Right. Uh, what do we, uh, to answer your question really quick, Sakyo, uh, I expect wonderful things from Parasite, and I hope we have a bit of a Sentai hour between uh, – Akamega Kill and Parasite, two of uh, Sentai's best properties that they have right now. Yeah, I'm thinking they'll be in an hour together, which unfortunately will probably, well, absolutely will mean Michiko and Hachin has to slide down a little bit, but I'm sure it'll still be fine in its final stretch. But it is fortuitous timing that Parasite may very well begin the same night as Intruder 2. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's the plan. It ought to be the plan. Should <laughs> that that's some rumor mongering you can work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, the intruder is kind of like a parasite. Parasite no, is, is one. They say so. The parasite is yeah. is one. So exactly. Migi, Migi is the is brilliant. The, time. Yeah, Migi is the uh, etymologist uh, parasite. So, and Migi's very entertaining. He's the. Uh, the guy, he's the co-main character in Parasite. So they'll be the intruder that wants to kill you and the intruder that... Helps you out and talks smack. <laughs> and says very unsettling things. <laughs> you know Migi kind of reminds me of um, the D's hand in Vampire Hunter D. Uh, yeah, good point. So... You said D's hand, and I just kept thinking D's nuts. <laughs> hey, Paul, D's nuts demand the closing procedures, so if you may please. 9%. Did we lose? Maybe. Okay, I was going to say. Hey, is Paul still there? Maybe. Nah, he's not. <laughs> 
So you can you can email us at podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Again, if you don't know this by now, it's anything that involves the podcast. If it's something that involves the website or anything else, we will disregard it and delete it. So do not send any anything that's not related to the podcast to this email. It's podcast at tunamifaithful.com. You can rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as SoundCloud. Um, SoundCloud is our main hub for the podcast, where it is the feed comes from and goes to the other uh, things that you can get. Uh, so SoundCloud.com slash podcast is the site. Uh, you can like us there. You can follow us there. Uh, you can comment on the podcast there. We would love to see more of that, as I say, every single week. And, um, you know, you can also share it from there and download it from there. So... Again, that's soundcloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast. And you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's Tsunami Faithful Official.tumblr.com. And if you guys missed any episodes or any exclusives, that is podcast.tunamifaithful.com to see, to listen to any of the past episodes any of the past exclusives. Some of them aren't up at the moment and they will be put up as soon as we get time. And this month is very busy, so I don't know if I will have time, but uh, they will be put up. I promise. Don't worry. Uh, You can also listen to the other shows that are there as well, which is the absolution sessions and the tsunami show rundown. And last but not least, we have what's called a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash tsunami faithful podcast. Now that sketch is back. Hopefully we can come up with some, other rewards for you guys and get some more of you on board uh, helping us. Uh, Our Patreon is basically a way for you guys to donate to us and in exchange get a reward for doing so. Everybody that's donated so far, I believe, has gotten a reward. Uh, If you haven't, please do contact us, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. And we have have awards from you pick the topic on the podcast to you actually come on and do a whole podcast with us. So if you guys want to help us out, head over to patreon.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast and donate what you can. And that is a monthly subscription, uh, as we have alluded to on other podcasts. If you want to do a one-time donation, as, you know, as little as a dollar all the way up to whatever you want to give us, you know, $100 would be awesome. <laughs> what you say? Don't do that. <laughs> So it is donate. It's tsunamifaithful.com, and at the bot at the top on the menu bar is a donate button, and you can donate there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you Darrell, get- I was gonna say I think Darrell passed out. <laughs> yeah, it's all the booze that he puts up his anus. But anyway, don't so talk I'm about the Patreon for three to four minutes. Dang it! Oh damn it! <laughs> <sighs> must be pick on Paul Knight. Everybody wants to be an asshole. But anyway, so uh, Jim, where can they find you? You can find me at ZeroAlucard27 on Twitter, at Baystar underscore boy on PlayStation Network. I just got JSTAR's uh, Victory Plus Versus, whatever the heck it is. So mm-hmm. um, you can come and play with me on that game online and um also i've got mortal kombat x i got a, a bunch of other stuff and if you want to play splatoon with me it is rin oku 95 on the nintendo network Darrell, where can they find you uh you can find me at ukami underscore samurai seven at twitter.com 
And if you want to ask me questions, you can do that on Ask FM at uh, ask.fm backslash ukami75. And if you want to send me emails, as always, you can do that at derailmaddox at tsunamifaithful.com. And Sketch, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. I'm also on Tumblr, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash Sketch1984. And if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can send those to my email, Sketch at ToonamiFaithful.com or podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com. And Paul, where can they find you? In a dumpster. Mm. Um, no, I was going to be mean, but I'm not going to be mean. <laughs> Chewing on these on nuts. <laughs> it was going to be along those lines. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can find me on Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo. You can ask me questions at uh, S.FM slash Paul Pascrillo. I, I assume that you're getting a pattern here. And uh, you can listen to me on another podcast. It's Two Strangers One Podcast.net. You can listen to all the episodes that I'm on with Chris there, including the episode with Darrell and Sketch, as I've said in the past podcast, where apparently Darrell earns a new nickname Pistol Pack and Urkel, baby. <laughs> well, he said it, I didn't. So there you go. Um, and uh, yeah, so make sure you guys take a listen to that. Um, again, it's Two Strangers One Podcast.net. Uh, one other thing. Um, we are done taking applications for jobs here at the site. I want to thank everybody that's applied. Thank you guys for taking the time to apply. Uh, people that we that me and Darrell consider will be inter, will be contacted for an interview. We have three this week, and we'll probably be doing a couple more next week and the week after. So, um, look forward to if you have applied that you may get an email. If you don't, then sorry. You're not what we're looking for. So don't worry about it, people. I'll respond accordingly, you know, if we don't decide to move forward with you. So but thank you guys all for applying and uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time. We have a lot of good applications too, so I'm very happy about that. And to answer this question already, if we do need more people, we will obviously put the application back up. So But that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening each and every single week that you have and supporting us and doing the things that you guys do to support us. But that's it for the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out. Deuces! Kisses. Not so fast, gentlemen. Oh. It's time for that performance review. Okay, so Jim's drunk with power. Paul is drunk with self-importance, and Darrell's just drunk. 